step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You are listening to the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast, where we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news and analysis. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast. It's hard to believe the season is almost over. We just got a couple weeks left of the regular season before we hit October and uh, the real fun baseball starts. Again, my name is Brandon Bowers. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. And joining me again tonight, and as always, is Dr. Physical Therapy, Drew Ingalls. Drew, it's been about two and a half weeks since we were last on the airwaves. Is there anything new on your end? How you been? I've been good. The Detroit Tigers have transformed into the Detroit Mud Hens. <laughs> there you go. I was watching a little bit of the game today, and there were definitely countless names that I did not recognize on the roster. So I guess it's that time of year. <laughs> it's that time of the year. Taking things off here, Drew, uh, with Miguel Sano for the Minnesota Twins. He sustained a, a leg injury, I, I believe, while sliding into second base. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so exactly right. He uh, injured the leg um, September the 4th. He's um, It's the same leg that he had surgery on last year, uh, which contains that titanium rod because he was dealing with stress fractures last year, sat out a portion of the season uh, earlier due to the rehab from that. Uh, so ultimately, imaging revealed a lower leg bruise. He's been out for the past 10 games. Um, since the Twins are out of it, I'm not so sure that they're going to be rushing him back anytime soon. But um, if he decides or if he's able to come back during the season, it would probably be within, we'll say, a week, week, week and a half. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely definitely a scary scene when he went down. Uh, because, obviously, you mentioned he, he dealt with issues to that leg last year. Um, the, the Indians, obviously, just clinched the division yesterday, so the Twins don't have much else left to play for. So, I mean, mm-hmm. a guy, as we'll talk about with a lot of these guys, that, I mean, there's really no sense in rushing him back with the end of the season just around the corner. For sure. Danny Duffy for the Kansas City Royals was dealing with a shoulder injury. He's been diagnosed with the left shoulder impingement. Uh, this was on the 4th of September. Uh, he was shut down the, the, for the season on the next day on September 5th. That's an injury he's dealt with previously. Usually uh, we're dealing with some impingement to the rotator cuff. Uh, is that external type impingement. Sometimes you can get internal impingement inside the shoulder joint. Uh, but again, a, an issue that he's dealt with previously, but with, with the season about to wrap up here, Danny Duffy has a full offseason to shut things down, rehab, and he should be re- ready to go for the start of spring training. A notable name for a playoff contender and World Series contender, Drew, is Dustin Pedroia. It seems like the past two seasons he's really fought this, this knee injury. Uh, is there any kind of update on uh, what's going on with Dustin Pedroia? And so kind of give you a little bit of uh, the background information. He had a cartilage repair in his knee last year towards the end of the season. 
uh, was trying to rehab and was dealing with a lot of, well, he was dealing with pain when uh, he tried to return to play, um, ultimately needed a scope due to some scar tissue development in, uh, sorry, arthroscopic procedure to clean up the scar tissue in late July. But ultimately, uh, he ran out of time. Uh, he can't rehab in the minor leagues. Um, I suppose, you know, the Red Sox have a, a nice cushion where they could entertain, entertain the thought of it, but um, he's opted to sit out the rest of the season and try to rehab to get back for the 2019 season. Yeah, I mean, just a, a guy who, who used to be a key cog in that lineup, but, I mean, has really struggled as of late here. So, again, as Drew mentioned, looking forward to 2019 for Pedroia. Michael Kop, how do you say that, Drew? Kopsek? Kopsek. Michael Kopich for the Chicago White Sox, their top prospect, uh, is dealing with a torn UCL in his pitching elbow. He is done for the season. In addition to the rest of this season, he will be out all of next season. The typical return to play timetable here is 12 to 18 months. He's undergoing that Tommy John. Um, and so he shut down for uh, the remainder of the season and will be down for all of next year. Uh, quick little plug here. I, I can't remember the episode number. It was probably episode six or seven. We actually had the opportunity to sit down with Tommy John and his son, Dr. Tommy John, to talk about the epidemic that we're seeing in youth baseball with regards to this injury and, and the surgery. Uh, they've, they've got a good thing going. They've got a website called uh, don'tcutmykid.com with a lot of good content. But again, Michael my, Michael Kopich done for the season and all of next as well due to the dreaded Tommy John procedure. Back to Boston, Drew, with Matt Barnes. So the relief pitcher, um, he was complaining of some left hip soreness. They did, they did an MRI to look at the structures to see if there's anything um, torn or sprained, uh, but nothing showed up structurally. So um, they're diagnosing him with left hip inflammation. The good news is he has started throwing um, on a flat surface, and as long as that is progressing well, he'll um, throw from maybe a half mound, and then if that goes well, throw on the full mound. But ultimately, they're just trying to get him ready for the postseason. So, um, again, they're going to just play this out so that there's no setbacks and they're going to be as conservative as possible so that he's ready for the postseason. That's good news for for Barnes there. Uh, Jumping to the New York Mets and Noah Syndergaard, he was struck by a line drive on the the 8th of September. X-rays were negative. Uh, Fortunately, um, they were negative. He was listed as day-to-day. He got cleared to make his start on Friday, which was the 14th. I didn't have a chance to take a peek at his numbers, uh, but he was scheduled to start on Friday. Uh, Good news is there was no structural damage. Obviously scary when any pitcher takes a batted ball off of any body part. So he he definitely dodged a bolt there uh, and, again, started on Friday as as scheduled. Uh, If there was any concern, again, with this injury that the Mets did have, we would have expected them to maybe leave him out an extended period of time leading into the offseason, but all appears to be okay here with Syndergaard. Um, going to Pittsburgh, Gregory Polanco dealing with two injuries, Drew, here. What can you tell us? Yeah, so it was an awkward play. He was uh, sliding into second base, and almost it looked like he hyperextended his knee, and then as he was finishing the slide, he dislocated his shoulder. So um, looking back at the knee, it 
the good news is that there was no ligament uh, ligamentous damage or no issues with his meniscus. Diagnosis uh, deep uh, bone bruise, which can be extremely painful. Um, you can see him. He needed a lot of help getting off the field. Um, going back to the shoulder, uh, when he dislocated, he ultimately tore the labrum, which is um, a, a structure in the shoulder that helps uh, stabilize the the joint. And if there's a tear, then obviously. Um, you, you lead to future dislocations potentially. So he's opting for surgery. Um, the good news is, you're, you know, he doesn't have to stay out. Uh, the, the bone bruise is not going to require um, any surgery or anything like that. It's just going to be rest. Unfortunately, the shoulder is going to require surgery and that's going to take six to eight months. So we're looking towards the beginning of next season. Um, depending on how the rehab goes, it, uh, it may push back into the start of the season. So I would say no later than mid-April. I mean, anytime you're dealing with that shoulder dislocation, you're you're fearing that, that labrum injury. Um, and as you mentioned, no surgery required here for the bone bruise um, and maybe miss a little bit of time at the beginning of the season with, with that labrum. Jason Hayward for the Chicago Cubs was dealing with a hamstring injury. He strained the hamstring initially and had some hamstring tightness, which began back on August 31st. As of the 10th of September, he was running outside. And as of two days ago, uh, Jason Hayward was uh, set to be activated today. Uh, he was activated prior to the game against the Reds at, at Wrigley this afternoon. Um, so Joe Madden had indicated he was good to go. Uh, they were still being cautious with the situation, obviously, with the postseason in mind. But he has been activated from the disabled list. Uh, it's important, obviously, Drew, you know this, that you get this kind of injury right. Uh, but it has the potential to linger. Uh, beyond the, the initial injury here with the Cubs having a deep postseason run and potential World Series aspirations in mind. He's a guy that they need to have healthy. Another guy with a shoulder injury, Drew, and I think, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, he might also have a labrum injury is Steven Duggar, the rookie for the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, a similar play. Uh, returning back to second base uh, to slide back in. And, uh, you know, another kind of awkward um, landing and like you said, um, Brandon, he tore his labrum. It's going to require surgery, similar time frame as Gregory Polanco. Um, so we kind of expect him back for the beginning of next season or maybe a, a month into it, depending on how the rehab goes. So pretty similar to what we just hit on with Polanco. Two unfortunate situations mm -hmm. here, two guys with, with labrum injuries. Albert Pujols out in Los Angeles, uh, or Anaheim rather, for the Angels. He is done for the year. He had an arthroscopic debridement on August 29th uh, of his knee. He was moved to the 60-day disabled list as of September 3rd. And he also had another procedure performed on his elbow. He had a bone spur actually removed from the elbow uh, on the 12th, so just four days ago. Um, so two procedures here for Pujols, Pujols excuse me. Um, and it looks like if um, he should be ready to go for the beginning of the next season. He's got the full off season here to rehab. Uh, we'll have five or six months to kind of work through through, the, through both of these rehabs, and he should be good to go. A guy you got to figure he's getting toward the tail end of his career. Has uh, been a little bit dinged up this season, and hopefully both of these procedures have him in a better place here to start the beginning of 2019. 
David Price, Drew, it seems like you've ended up with all the Red Sox here this evening. Uh, David Price dealt with a little bit of a wrist injury. Uh, can you fill in the listeners on what's going on in Boston for David Price? Yeah, he was hit by a comebacker um, on the wrist. He's had a, a multitude of just odd injuries throughout the season. It seems like we talked about him too many times. But um, the good news is he's returned uh, for two starts. Uh he pitched six and a third, struck out 10 batters. His next outing, he went seven deep with seven strikeouts. So um, I don't think that this should hinder him uh, for the rest of the season leading into the playoffs. I mean, a starter for Boston, that should be good to go. Uh, another starter for the Red Sox here as we move on to our injury review that's had some trouble with his shoulder this year, Drew, is Chris Sale. Um, he was having some shoulder inflammation and some impingement in that shoulder. Uh, he pitched an inning on the 11th of September through 26 pitches and then threw additional pitches in the bullpen that evening. That's upon his activation from the DL. And then he actually started again today against the Mets and Jacob deGrom, the, I, I would say, probably surefire uh, winner of the NL Cy Young. Uh, but Sale today went three innings, giving up one hit, one strikeout, uh, and everything looked good. He he didn't give up any runs or anything. So um, I, I think the, the three innings w- was planned, uh, again, in, a, in an effort just to ramp things back up gradually and make sure he's as close to 100% for the postseason as they can get him to be. Mark Trumbo, Drew, uh, we had talked previously. I think last time we had spoke on the podcast, he was kind of shopping around where he wanted to have his knee surgery and knee procedure done. Has there been any update as to whether or not he's had the surgery, what exactly he had done, and, and where he kind of stands at, at this juncture? So like you mentioned, Brandon, uh, Trumbo uh, was shopping around and saw four different specialists for his knee and ultimately found the right doc, and he's going to opt for surgery. He uh, he dealt with his knee throughout the majority of the season, off and on. Um, he had to take, uh, I think he took a couple stints on the DL due to that knee inflammation and soreness. But he's opting for a procedure to repair the cartilage in his knee, a procedure, I believe, similar to what Dustin Pedroia and what Daniel Murphy went through this previous offseason. Uh, Dustin Pedroia's surgery, I believe, was in September or uh, late August of last year. And Daniel Murphy's, I believe, was in November. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, he is a little bit older, and he's kind of in that same category as those two athletes. And you you see there's a wide range of outcomes. Murph, uh, he took a little bit longer. Uh, actually, we can look at a third. Um, uh, Justin Turner, third baseman for the uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, his was a, a quicker rehab, five or six months. Uh, Daniel Murphy took a little bit longer. He didn't come back till I believe, mid-May. And then you look at Dustin Pedroia, he's taken the whole year to to rehab and he's going to look to return the following season. So there's a pretty wide range of outcomes. So there's a possibility that he could be ready for the 2019 season. And there's also a possibility longer than that. So we're going to just keep an eye on him throughout the winter and see how he's rehabbing. And and we can't make any true judgments right now. I mean, that's tough. I mean, from a patient perspective for Trumbo, just as you mentioned, you're seeing that wide range of outcomes, seeing guys who have come back from it and, and, and been all right pretty quickly, but then you see guys who struggle like Pedroia. So hopefully the doc that he settled on, is, like you said, is the, is the right doc for him, and, and hopefully he has a smooth and speedy recovery. 
Yeah, and you know the variance for him is you know he he has that option for DH versus you know Pedroia was probably going to see the field. Uh, you know he didn't really have the numbers like a DH really would. Or if you being in the end, I didn't really have a choice. Yes, yeah, so, I mean that. I mean that that would be a benefit here for Trumbo. Obviously, it gives him a little bit more flexibility, similar to what we see uh, with Otani. He'll we'll talk about here in a second dealing with the elbow issue. He, he pitches, but he can still potentially DH. So we'll see how the how the Orioles kind of play it and and how the rehab goes there for Trumbo. Drew Sean Manea, what can t- what can you tell us about him out there in Oakland? Uh, he, um, so he left, uh, an outing, I believe earlier in, let's see, late August, early September with some shoulder I revealed rotator cuff tendonitis. And then there was reports that, um, he was going to need an arthroscopic procedure. Uh, but the, the water's kind of murky out in Oakland regarding the, the type of procedure. They're saying that he's going to be out all of 2019, so you one would expect it would be more or less a labrum procedure, um, but nothing's been confirmed for him. Um, so we're just gonna have to keep an eye on this one and, until we figure out which type of procedure he had. We can't really make, um, you know, real conclusive uh, statements. I mean that's tough. Anytime you're dealing with a an overhead athlete who has shoulder issues and, and then goes to have shoulder surgery. Um, it's a, it's a scary thing because, I mean, you look at a guy, I think we talked about him before, Drew Johan Santana, who had shoulder surgery late in his career, and that essentially was, was the end of his career after he had that procedure. It just, just wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, again, another guy here, uh, hopefully all goes smoothly uh, in his rehab. And if he misses all 2019, then he, he's all ready to go for 2020. Mm-hmm. Andrew Miller for the Cleveland Indians has been on the disabled list far too often this season and most recently it was with a shoulder issue also the shoulder impingement uh i think this is more of a precautionary thing here for the indians he, he was dl'd for a period of time then he returned from the dl on september 10th he pitched one inning 12 pitches 10 strikes and two strikeouts uh, so he looked pretty good he also had an outing here more recently since the, the 10th that he didn't look so good so again a guy that the indians are planning to rely on heavily here in the postseason that they're trying to get all tuned up and ready to go uh, once October rolls around. But he is off the disabled list, and uh, if all continues to go well, hopefully it stays that way and he can contribute for the Indians at a high level. Another guy who has recently returned from the DL, Drew, is Aaron Judge. He's dealt with a wrist injury for quite some time now. What's his status, and how is he going to be able to contribute for the Yankees? Yeah, so he's been taking BP over the past couple of days, and uh, apparently he's looked good. Uh, and like you mentioned, he was activated from the DL. Um, there's some reports that he might play against Boston uh, early next week. Um, but I don't think – I mean, there's there some indication that they could use him in the base, base pass or in the, out in the outfield. Um, but – my assumption is that they're just going to wait until he can uh, bat in the lineup, but they're looking to get him like 30 or 40 at bats before the playoffs, just kind of get him tuned up for the, uh, for the postseason run. Do you have any concerns about his ability to get back in a groove here before the postseason rolls around? Well, I'm sorry. What was that? Do you have any concerns about his ability to get back in a groove and find his swing before the postseason rolls around? Not really. I mean, he's got, uh, I don't think that Oakland, or excuse me, 
Um, New York is, is, I suppose they're worried about Oakland in a way, uh, whether it's a home or a road, but they're not, I, I believe, in that wild card spot. So even if he struggles, I don't think that there's any worry that they're going to keep him out of the lineup because he might be struggling. But I believe that's enough time to kind of get the the, the swing back to tune, uh, tuned up. If there's any worry. Yeah, so, I mean, good for Aaron Judge. Obviously, it was an injury that they didn't think that it would keep him out all that long. And then here we are weeks later, and he's just coming back. So it's something to keep an eye on as he gets more more at-bats heading into the postseason. Shohei Otane Drew, it seems that his name comes up on every single episode of this show. Um, and the most recent news here for Otani was not good. Um, he pitched on September 2nd and went two and a third innings. Uh, and then he actually was having some elbow issues then, saw a doc and was recommended to have the Tommy John surgery on September 5th. Uh, the Angels' current plan for Otane is to wait until after the season concludes to have the Tommy John surgery. It's looking like he's going to miss all of 2019. Uh, and their plan is to continue to use him as a DH. Uh, however, he won't be pitching. So there's been a little bit of kind of controversy floating around as to whether or not he should wait to have the surgery versus doing it now. Or, and then looking at whether or not he should still play as a DH, Drew. Uh, what's what's kind of your take on him waiting until after the season and him uh, and Otani still continuing to DH? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's more for like a marketing uh, issue or to keep attendance up, but, you know, the Angels are out of it uh, from the looks of it, um, or, or unless it's just to kind of, I don't know. I get him used to a full season of, of, of hitting. I'm not sure what the reasoning behind uh, it is, but I think he's, he, you know, didn't we say he was going to have surgery? I think the episode, I mean, episode one going back, I mean, when we were taught when, when he first came to the, the United States to play with the angels, he, he had a history of this UCL type issue. And I mean, we've said time and time again that, Hey, keep an eye on this because this this could turn into something, and here we are five months later, and it it has officially turned into something that's going to sideline and line him all of next season. I think the Angels just didn't want to succumb to the ultimate, uh, you know, the need for surgery. I think they just wanted to wait, 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 and pray that didn't. Uh, here we are. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Otani, too, is is he's their, their prized possession. It was one of the, the biggest international free agent this offseason. And to have him be sidelined his first season over here, Drew, I think he hit the nail on the head with them wanting want, keep, wanting to keep him in the lineup and kind of prolong things and keep their fingers crossed. Well, now the time has come for them to cross that bridge, and that bridge that they're crossing now is going to cost them all of 2019 with Otani. Mm-hmm. Quick hits, moving right along, our disabled list counter. Again, the list that you do not want to be on, the most disabled list days. Uh, this was through the end of last week, uh, was the Texas Rangers. With 1,584 days lost to players on the disabled list, coming in at a, at a cool $20 million right on the nose uh, that was paid out to those guys on the DL. The healthiest team this season in terms of days lost to the disabled list has been the Houston Astros with only 599 days lost. So if you look at it, the Rangers have doubled the amount of days lost to guys on the DL um, that, that, than what the Astros had. 
And then the least number of stints uh, here this season on the disabled list belongs to the Diamondbacks and the White Sox, both only having to utilize 13 disabled list placements. So uh, always fun and interesting numbers to look at here. Uh, one list that you want to be on and the other that you don't. So we're getting here at the end of the season. It, it's just incredible that you can lose that many days to injuries, 1,584. I mean, your, your team's just not yeah. healthy when you when you got that many days on the DL. Then it shows in the records, you know, Rangers at the bottom, Strohs at the top. Yeah, it certainly does. So health, health is the key to <laughs> success in, in a lot of cases. Drew, who's hot and who's not over the uh, over the course of the past couple of weeks here? I'm gonna I'm gonna toss things over to you uh, and and see what you have for the listeners here in, in this segment. So for who's hot, we got Yasiel Puig, outfielder for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, over the past week, he's gone nine for 18, which equals out to batting 500, and he's hit five home runs, which includes a three home run, seven RBI night. Moving to the AL, we've got Justin Verlander. Uh, over his last two starts, 2-0 with 21 Ks over 14 innings, 1.93 ERA. He's looking good. And then rounding it off, uh, staying in the AL, we've got Alberto, excuse me, Adalberto Mondesi, the shortstop for the Kansas City Royals. He's gone for including three home runs and five steals. So even though the KC Royals are struggling, he's still playing well. Uh, moving on to who hot we've got starlin castro the second baseman for the miami marlins he's gone two for his last 22 staying in the nl we've got anthony rizzo first baseman for the chicago cubs he's gone three for his past 23 and then moving back to the al pitcher for the baltimore orioles andrew Kashner. he has gone oh and two in his last two starts which includes a two winning performance in which he gave up eight earned runs against the oakland athletics so not the list that you want to be on. I was thinking about including the pitcher for the Detroit Tigers, who I think lasted um, one inning and gave up eight runs or so. But, you know, I didn't want to be mean. I think it was his first start, too. Or excuse me, first appearance. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I was looking um, at the. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was looking at the stats from from that game the other night, and I think it was yesterday. Um, and getting the, the the text alerts to my phone, and I saw that it was 13 to nothing at one point, and I was like, oh, well, that's great. We'll clinch the division. And then I looked and saw that it was the third inning, and I was like, whoa. And they were upset because I think we stole one Friday night in Cleveland. And I think we took two or three, so, you know, that's a positive note. <clears throat> yeah. I think it was one today, I believe. What's that, Cleveland one today? No, I think the Tigers won today. Okay, that's what I thought. All yeah, right, looking at the, the division leaders uh, in the playoff picture, if we stick in the AL, we've got Boston in the East, Cleveland, uh, who just clinched, like you said, in the Central, and then Houston out West. Oakland's four and a half games back out. New York, I believe, is 11 games out. So it's that's looking like the playoff picture right now. New York holds the home field advantage for the playoff, the wildcard playoff. And then moving to the NL, we've got Atlanta out east, Chicago Cubs in the central. And then uh, we've got a, a playoff push for the L.A. Dodgers, who just catapulted the uh, Colorado Rockies, who are only a half game out. Uh, the other wild card spot would belong to the Milwaukee Brewers if it ended today. 
So there you have it. I mean, we're getting we're getting down to the nitty gritty here, Drew. With just probably about two and a half weeks left before we before we head to the postseason. Uh, did you have a chance to check our predictions and see how those are shaping up lately? You know, I was uh, I, I kind of have it somewhat memorized. Um, I think we were both spot on with um, well, Cleveland and Houston, and then I think we both picked the Yankees to take the East crown. Uh, but we also had Boston in the wild card, so we'll kind of take that as a as a win. And then the last playoff spot, I believe I picked the Angels and you picked the Mariners. So I suppose your dream is still alive for the Mariners. I'll have to double check that. A glimmer, uh, a glimmer then, of hope. And then in the NL, we both I believe picked the Nationals. Um, and then I think we both picked Chicago. And then the uh, the West was a little odd. I feel like uh, you picked – no, we both picked the Dodgers. And then I picked uh, – let's see here. I picked St. Louis and as the wild card. And I want to say you picked – I want to say San you picked Francisco Milwaukee and San Francisco. That sounds right. So it should be interesting. I'll look that up. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what – the next next episode sure yeah and then I, I think what we can do on the next episode too is once we have the the playoff field uh in picture and we know what it's going to be we can make kind of our picks from there uh knowing what is uh what, what the playoff playoff field looks like i think would be kind of our next step there so sounds good with that that is going to be the end of episode 13 um we'll have one more episode for sure here towards the end of the, the regular season uh with obviously a lot of teams being done after the regular season. I'm, I'm not sure if there will be an episode beyond that, but for sure one more episode, episode 14. So look out for that here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, as always, thanks to each and every one of you for listening. Uh, we've, we've enjoyed providing this content for you through the Fantasy Doctors over the course of this season. Uh, looking forward to hopefully another great podcast next year after our final episode here in a couple of weeks. Drew, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Just excited to see how this playoff picture is going to shape out. The NL should be pretty entertaining. Yeah, it should, it should be nice. And then hopefully, as we were talking pre-show, hopefully your your fantasy baseball uh, ends well as, as you've made your way to the championship. And you'll have to report back on that here in a couple of weeks and, and see how things shake out there. That's true. I should have included that humble brag earlier. We'll see. <laughs> Keep the fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for Dr. Drew Ingles and his uh, fantasy championship. Uh, hope. Uh, Twitter handles for all of us here at the Fantasy Doctors, uh, the Fantasy Doctors at the Fantasy DRS, myself at BL Bowers 12, and Drew at Drew Ingles. Ingles is spelled I N G E L S. Be sure to check out the Fantasy Doctors website, www.thefantasydoctors.com. Download, review us on iTunes. And that is it for episode 13. For Dr. Physical Therapy, Drew Ingalls, and the rest of the Fantasy Doctors crew, I am Dr. Physical Therapy, Brandon Bowers, and we will talk to you at least one more time here in the next couple of weeks on episode 14 of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.